everybody, welcome back to the Soul Mentor Podcast. I'm your host, Isis, and today we're going to be discussing how you can get started in the craft and some of the more basic things you might need. Also, a couple disclaimers before we get started. I am filming in my apartment right now, so I'm sorry if there is a lot of background noise. Um, My bedroom is right next to the street, so just try to ignore that. Also, um... I might be clearing my throat a lot where I live. It is really, really smoky, and it is kind of affecting my voice, and my throat is dying, so I apologize if that annoys you. I'm really sorry. Hopefully, next week, it won't be as bad, but I doubt it. Uh, So let's go ahead and get started. So one of the first things I wanted to talk about is actually going to be a book of shadows. Um... This is different from a grimoire. A grimoire is passed down from like your mother, grandmother, etc. down to you that has their knowledge already put into the book for you to add onto and learn from. A book of shadows could be turned into a grimoire if you were the one starting it and then passing it down to your child or whoever. But a book of shadows is mainly just your practice, um, how your spells went, if they worked or not, and what you did for them, along with just all of the knowledge that you may gain during practicing your craft. Um, So a lot of people do like to make really aesthetically pleasing ones. I bet 100% if you were to go on Pinterest right now and look up Book of Shadows, they would all look beautiful and like picture perfect and very neat. A lot of you might be like that, but if you're like me, it is just kind of a mess of information thrown into the book and kind of just put there so that you have it for future reference if you may need it. Um, Something that I really like about A Book of Shadows is it doesn't have to be super flashy like all of the pictures show. Uh, Mine, honestly, was pretty expensive just because I really like the art on my notebook. But you can just buy like a $3 composition book and write in that, especially if you're not out about your craft to anyone. It is a lot simpler to just carry around a composition book than it is to carry around a book that says Book of Shadows on the front and have people question you about it. Or if you might have parents who, I don't know, like look in your room, go in your room. If they see just a regular composition book, I feel like they are less inclined to like look at it than if it were a book with like a bunch of like witchcraft drawings all over the front of it and it's just a lot simpler to keep non-discreet than like a flashy book now um i'm not going to disclose specifically what i have in my book of shadows but i will give you some ideas of things that you can put into yours um some things i like to put down is like the wheel of the year Uh, I also like to write down when the full moons are for the next month and do that every month just because I really enjoy uh, practicing on full moons. I also have a list of all of the crystals that I own and what they do and I made this list a couple of pages so that I can always add on to it and uh, I won't run out of room hopefully. Right next to that I have a a couple more pages that are for the herbs that I use and what those herbs do so that way I don't have to like look it up or if for some reason I forgot it because I mainly have them memorized now I can just flip to that section in my book and they're all just right there and it's just really easy 
Uh, you can also write about like zodiac signs in there, your zodiac sign, the zodiac sign for all of uh, the months, kind of, I guess. And just keep that in there so that you know. It's also fun to write like um, what those zodiac signs are associated with. So like I'm a Scorpio, you could put like intense. <laughs> and you know like gemini's you could put like liar just something like fun to help you like remember i guess even though those aren't necessarily true it's just funny and book of shadows are really great just because that's where you can just keep all of your knowledge of everything that you have just at your fingertips all the time you can also include tarot card spreads um like how to read tarot is a really good one how to make sigils which if you don't know how i will be posting a podcast on that later that'll help you learn how to do that and what they're used for oh my dog's gonna sneeze bless you bless you baby (laughs) another really great thing uh for beginners is crystals now i don't mean go out and just like your local crystal shop of everything that they have because that is expensive i'm lucky enough to live in a place where i have a crystal shop like five minutes from me that isn't expensive at all everything i get there is relatively cheap and it works all the same and just because it's expensive doesn't mean that it is necessarily better but you can go out you know uh if you already have specific crystals in mind that you really like, go get those. If not, do some research. Maybe grab a book or go to the library if you don't want to purchase one. And just read up on some and see which ones might help you. Some I strongly suggest is uh, getting a selenite tab or slab, sorry, a selenite slab. Simply because they don't need to be charged and you can use them to charge other crystals. You can use them to charge your tarot cards and anything that you want. If you maybe don't have a window to charge them in the moon, you can always use the selenite to charge them. Another one is clear quartz and rose quartz. Clear quartz just because it's good to have. Rose quartz because it's good for self-love and everyone needs a little bit of that. Another one I highly, highly recommend is either obsidian or black tourmaline. I have black tourmaline on a necklace that I wear every day. Both of those crystals are good for protection from negative energies and just to help ground you. And you can either get on a necklace like I have or you can just get a rock version and carry it in your pocket or your purse. I know a lot of girls like to put them in their bra. Um, I don't do that (laughs) that's why i make necklaces but i guess whatever works for you is fine and however you stay protected is how you stay protected (laughs) i also do want to talk about herbs and types of herbs that you can use as a beginner just because they're simple now something that i actually had to learn very recently Depending on where you live, there are like metaphysical shops that you can go to, and the one by my house would sell the smallest amount of herbs for $2. So I'd have to buy a lot of them to do a spell, and I was honestly wasting a lot of money. Now there's nothing at all wrong with small businesses like that, I understand that everyone has to make money somehow, it's just hard when you're first starting out, you don't want to spend all of your money on one thing, especially if maybe, you know, that's 
not the way you want to go in your craft or if it's just not something you're that interested in so it is really hard when you have to buy like a whole bunch of rosemary and it's two dollars for just a small amount because that's like twenty dollars down the drain right there so you can go to walmart and buy them in bulk there i actually uh searched up in my area places that sell like medicinal herbs and herbs for like tea and stuff i made a list of all of the herbs that i needed i went there and i got a huge ziploc bag of almost every herb that i needed for only around two to three dollars so that way i was still supporting a local business i was just getting a lot more bang for my buck there because it was a lot more quantity for so so much cheaper and it does depend on the area you're at you know you can always go to walmart if you're in a pinch but it it's very helpful to take the time to maybe look around see if there's an another small business that you could support by shopping there and maybe also saving a couple of bucks in the process and that's what i did so with my herbs i kind of like to keep them organized on my altar if you're not someone who has like a visible altar or something this will also work for you just because you can store them like this in like a box or your closet or wherever you might put them but i just bought labels from walmart like sticker labels that you can write on and i put those on mason jars and then i poured the herb into the mason jar and wrote on the label what it was like rosemary lavender or whatever and then just closed the mason jar and they're sealed tight in there so even if you don't have a place to put them you can just like gently set them in a box and like put them under your bed or something just because that way they won't like get everywhere and you won't have like a big mess of herbs just in your carpet stuck there forever and it is also nice just being able to look over and be like oh i need rosemary it's right here oh i need lavender it's right here even though like they're kind of distinct in how they look it's also easier to remember if you are getting into like um less specific herbs i guess you should say like not just herbs that you cook with but that way you just have it labeled and ready to go already if you need a little extra help you can always get a bigger label put it on the back and write down like quick jots of what those herbs are good for so if you're just making a quick money spell you get this herb this herb and this herb and you know already just because it's written on the back i think that some of the best herbs to start with would be lavender 100 percent, just because it is relaxing and um you can find it almost anywhere i know actually where i live we have a joanne fabrics i think that's where i went yeah joanne fabrics i'm not sure if that's everywhere but they had uh lavender and rose petals actually in bulk for like soap making i think and i bought a bunch of it and the lady at the counter was like oh you make soap and i was like sure do yep and um the same thing actually happened to me when i went to the tea place i had a bunch of uh herbs that i needed i had a whole list of them written and i was like i just need you to get me as many of these as you have and they actually had quite a few of them and they were like talking to me about how these are really good in teas and how you know they react to like the hot water and how they would taste with each other and i was actually honestly very interested in what they were saying I just deep down inside knew that that wasn't what I was using them for. (laughs) But 
I've never really wanted to, like, disclose what I'm doing to, like, strangers. I'm always just like, oh, yeah, that's great. Because <laughs> I'm just like, I'm not going to tell you that I'm going to go home and, like, make a spell so that someone will love me. <laughs> like, that's just none of your business. But it's always fun when, like, you tell people, like, oh, yeah, I practice witchcraft. Like, everyone at my work knows, and they like to constantly make fun of me. My manager always looks at me and goes, where'd your Ouija board go? I'm just sitting there like, I will put a hex on you. <laughs> totally kidding. This is joking purposes only. But, um, yeah. Anyway, I got off track. Sorry. But, um, yeah, the herb thing, always good to just see if you can buy it in bulk rather than just, um, burning a hole through your pocket trying to find a small business where you can buy a little for a lot of money especially if you're in a pinch you know it's just easier to go buy a bunch of rosemary from walmart (coughs) another thing i want to talk about is incense now there are a couple uses for incense but i do want to talk about two specific ones so the first one is um smoke cleansing i personally do not use white sage or palo santo to uh cleanse my house um, I will either smoke cleanse or I will do a steam, which I will talk about shortly as well. Both of these are also both really nice if you are secretive about your craft because if everyone burns incense, you know, they just smell good. But you can always look for specific ones. I know they do sell some for protection that you could specifically use. And those ones would be really good just to burn in your room, by your bed and just walk through the house with it and if anyone asks you could just say you're making it smell good you know also i don't know if it's just me but um in my personal opinion all incense just smell like fire maybe my nose is just dumb and doesn't recognize smells but to me they all just smell like fire (laughs) but um with incense also if you collect the ash that comes off of them you can later use that to make black salt black salt is good for protection and it's very easy to make it's just regular salt incense smoke some charcoal and bay leaves if you want and other protection herbs you just mix it together and it'll turn into a black fine powder which we call black uh black salt and that is good to put in little satchels put around your house or in your doorways by your windows or anything just to keep negative energy out so that is a really good use for burning incense another one is the uh steam cleansing that i was talking about this one is actually really really fun so this one um you'll just take a pot and moon water or just regular water if you don't have any full moon water you're gonna fill the pot with the water And then inside the pot, you're going to add protection herbs. So, like, you can add rosemary, you can add bay leaves, you can even add lavender if you want to add a little bit of a stress relief and thyme. And then I also personally like to add, um, like, half of a cut-up lemon, like, cut it into little circles and put that in there as well, and cinnamon sticks. And this is amazing. So what you're going to do is you'll put everything in. You're going to turn the fire on. (coughs) And let it reach a boil. And as the uh, water starts to boil, you will uh, stir it clockwise. And the steam that rises as it boils will, first of all, smell so, so, so good. 
and it'll go all throughout your house setting those intentions that you put into the water all throughout the house and with this one it is really great because there is no like smoke it's just the steam from the water so if you are smoke sensitive this one is great for that as well and you can just let it simmer all day and that wonderful aroma will uh, fill your entire house and it just smells so amazing but uh try not to be like me and leave it on and then go to work for nine hours and then come back and have it still be on because your house might burn down um (laughs) always you know keep an eye over it make sure it doesn't boil over or anything like that especially if you don't have an electric stove it's always a precaution to just watch fire of course I think that the most important part of when you start your craft is protection, but another great part is actually getting in tune with yourself and the world around you. And just a couple of like fun little tips, you can always just buy plants <laughs> um, if you're bored or sad or lonely. They're fun to take care of and it's bringing a little bit of nature into your household and it just makes it look better (laughs) in your house you can also just go on long walks you know if you live by like the forest or something that is ideal I wish I lived by a forest but you know just walk outside maybe walk barefoot through the grass just kind of feel the energy of the earth on your feet oh I'm sorry my voice is so bad today and just kind of you know experience the outdoors in the most pure way possible Another big part of witchcraft is starting to find your path, and a lot of people are, uh, they call themselves eclectic witches, which actually means that they don't have a specific path, which is totally okay, but if there is something that really draws you in, do a bunch of research on it, write about it in your book of shadows, and really just try and see if that is the path for you. And even if it's not, after a couple of months of doing it, at least you tried it and you have more knowledge on it. And you can always just switch and see what else might change. Like, I'm really into herbs and like herbalism and stuff like that. So I would consider myself more of like a green witch. But I am also uh, very much into like the cycles of the moon and how that affects everything. But I'm also into divination. Now, some of these. Uh, paths do cross over but you have to be specific on uh, which paths might not per se like allow other practices into their path and if someone is in a closed practice then it's best just to like you know close your practice off as well and just study alone and like create your own sort of path and that is the best possible way to really like become in tune with what you're doing and later down the line you can always join a coven or um, have some like witch friends you all come over and like celebrate the sabbaths and the full moons and stuff like that but it is never a bad idea just to like sit alone with your craft and really figure it out and what it means to you Another really great thing, I actually talked about it in my last podcast, was types of divination, if those are the types of things you're interested in. And I would always recommend to just buy a deck of tarot cards. It doesn't have to be the, you know, the 
best deck the most prettiest just whatever one kind of like calls to you just sit with it shuffle through the cards get to know them read up about the cards maybe purchase a couple of books about them and start with readings for yourself and go on to like your family members or your friends if they allow it and just kind of get to know the cards and how to use them and soon you will actually be surprised on how much you memorize what the cards mean and like what the placements mean and everything like that with that you can also just practice spreads and just kind of familiarize yourself with this type of divination and then you can further it into other types some of the easiest ones i would recommend are tarot cards most definitely and pendulums those are the ones that i would recommend starting with just because they are on the easier side it is very easy to get both of those things either through amazon or like a local uh, witchcraft shop and they are simple to use easy to understand and you can do it on yourself quite easily just to like get a hang of it start practicing and obviously do your research like i could talk for a million years about the things on how to get started but the most important part is just researching everything that you can pretty much writing it all down and just trying to find out what seems like it would be the best fit for you and then just going from there there is really no right or wrong in witchcraft it's just whatever feels right to you is right and it is really easy to kind of get lost up in the whole like realm of it especially in social media you know like tiktok instagram twitter pinterest all of them may look really beautiful and peaceful but that doesn't mean they're very in tune with the craft what matters is how you feel while you're doing it not how you look so you know your space might be really messy or it might just have things put everywhere and it doesn't look like it's picture perfect but if it works for you then there's absolutely no problem in what you're doing it all just comes down to how you practice how much you research and the knowledge that you gain while doing this so i really hope that this episode helped Um, If you have any questions, you can always ask me. I'm very open. I've been practicing for about a year now, so I would still consider myself a baby if you want to put it in that, but we're always all learning, so it doesn't ever hurt to reach out to someone if you need help, if you have any questions, or if you just want to talk about things that you have experienced. So thank you so much for listening. Again, I'm really sorry about my voice. Um, The smoke is killing me, but... I hope you guys have fun starting your practice and really getting into it because it is amazing and you will learn so much about yourself and the universe while doing this. And I will see you guys all next week.